have a techno band? No, well, I did. Oh. I did. You have one now. Let's start a techno band, man. A synth band. A synth band. Let's start a synth band.
Good morning, Aldersgate. Hello, hello. So, welcome. The youth are going to share today. We have someone sharing about Camp Horizon, our, the mission trip, and summit. So, listen closely to what they have to say. Um, they've been busy this summer doing a lot of things. There's also popcorn in the back. If there's maybe still some, feel free to grab some popcorn. No more popcorn? Sorry. I only had one bag. I promise. All right, well, I digress. So let's go ahead and stand and sing Glorious Day. This is all praise music, typically our lives. Great! 
Yes, amen. All right. Thank you so much. Our blended worship team uh, that is normally at 930 is here at all three of them today. Thank you so much for sharing with us in this service. As you'll find out, it's a, a unique service. You may be seated for just a moment if you want to. Um, then we'll have you stand up, and then we'll have you sit down, and then we'll have you stand up, and then we'll have you sit down. But uh, my name is Gary Brooks, and I want to welcome you to Aldersgate United Methodist Church, a place of warm hearts and active hands. If this is your first time with us, a special welcome to you. We are glad that you're here. Along with uh, Pastor Maria Penrod and Daniel Refner, we want to give you a hearty welcome. Today is a communion Sunday. You do not have to be a member of the church in order to participate in communion. It's the Lord's table. It's open to all. And then, you know what? There's some folks here that have been married a long time. And they're having a big party. Jim and Brenda Broadhead, would you stand up just a moment? 50 years of wedded bliss, yes. And you get the attendance record today for bringing the most people. How good is that? Well, congratulations. There's a reception held in their honor this afternoon. And we celebrate with you. All right. You know, there's a lot going on. We've got uh, uh, the continuing series on the gospel according to Marvel, and today uh, it will not disappoint, I guarantee. Also today, we will hear from some of our youth about uh, adventures and service and camping that has taken place this summer, and so um, we are glad you get to be a part of that. Next Sunday, you'll want to be back because next Sunday is the fall kickoff. And during the uh, 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock period, the Kona ice truck will be outside. And, you know, if it gets hot in here, too much hot air, you can go out and get some ice. Uh, and, and the uh, Cub Scouts are going to be uh, grilling hamburgers and hot dogs for $5. You can have lunch. You can't get lunch anywhere else for $5. And there'll be lots of uh, places, booths, uh, things to experience, as uh, especially if you're new to the church, this will give you an opportunity to see uh, the culture here at Aldersgate and the things that are being planned for this fall. All right. I hope you'll take note of the announcements that are in your bulletin today. If you're one of the ladies of the church, the uh, United Women in Faith are having a special event this Thursday. You can read about it and sign up for it at the welcome booth if you would like to do that. Okay, it's time to stand up again. And this time, turn and greet one another in Christian love. If you don't know someone, ask their name and tell them yours.
Please remain standing, embody your spirit, and join me in the call to worship. Creator, you made us for love. You made us for one another. You call us to have life and, you, and to have it abundantly. You made us for one another. The light of your love, our love, should never be hidden. It is for all to see. You made us for one another. You may be seated. Hello, my name is Mason Smith, and today I will be talking about my experiences at Camp Horizon. I've been going to Camp Horizon for about seven years now, and it has been one of the highlights of every summer. I love camp because they are really inclusive with every activity they do. For example, during worship, we go to the front of the sanctuary and dance to our worship songs. They are also very accepting and kind to everyone. Although there are a bunch of activities to do, the main reason I love camp is because of the connection I feel with God. I experience God during every single activity we do each day. All right, so um, if you would please stand for a hymn of praise. I'm going to teach it to you really quick. Um, so it's the greatest commandment. It was the mission trip song, and it's basically the golden rule. You know, um, here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the melody, and then we come in with a verse. Let us be known, let us be known by the way we love. And that's the song. All right, let's do it. Love the Lord your God 
Please join me in the invocation. We will work to be an example of how we, as siblings on this earth, should treat each other. Now, more than ever, the illusions of divisions threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. You may be seated. Ethan Lewis is here to tell you about the mission trip. Ethan, take it away. Hello, I'm Ethan Lewis, and I went on a mission trip to Austin, Texas this year. This year we had about 40 people, and we learned about food insecurity. During that trip, I learned a lot personally, but I don't know about the others, if they learned a lot, but I did. <laughs> we went to lots of sites around Austin, learning and helping with food insecurity. My favorite part about the mission trip was probably the community first, that they help the homeless have houses, and everybody that I saw there was grateful for their new shelter. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. I invite the ushers to come forward to receive this morning's offering.
you may be seated, except for our young disciples, if they would like to come up to the front. Today, we're talking about abundance and scarcity. So scarcity is when we don't have enough of something. Can you think of a time when you didn't have enough of something? No, that's great, that's great. So abundance is this idea that when we all share and when we work together, that we always have enough. So what God wants for us is a mindset of abundance where we have enough and we're sharing what we have with each other. So I have a little exercise for us this morning to illustrate scarcity and abundance. And uh, I'm sorry, online viewers, um, I don't know how to give you candy yet, <laughs> but um, Avery, what candy would you like? I have Reese's, Jolly Rancher, Jolly Rancher Lollipop, or Kit Kat. Okay, here's Kit Kat. <laughs> Lila, what do you want? Reese's, here's Kit Kat. Uh, Jenna, what do you want? Mm. Here's Kit Kat. <laughs> Kendall, what do you want? A Kit Kat? Here's a lollipop. <laughs> um, young man, what would you like? Kit Kat? Here's a lollipop. Thank you. <laughs> Dylan, what would you like? Here's Jolly Rancher. Emily, what about you? Here's a Jolly Rancher. Ellie, what would you like? Reese's. Here's a Kit Kat. Um, Olivia, what would you like? A Jolly Rancher. Hmm. Here's a Reese's. Oh my gosh, you tricked me. Oh, that's devious. Okay. What would you like? Reese's? Okay, here's Jelly Rancher. Um, Maddie, what about you? Reese's, here's Jelly Rancher. Uh, Kinley, what about you? Reese's, here's a Kit Kat. Jackson. Jackson, here's a Reese's. Ethan, what do you want? Can I get a Jelly Rancher? Here's a lollipop. Devin, what about you? Jelly Rancher. Here's a lollipop. Pink lemonade. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan. Don't tell your parents. A Reese's. 
He's a Jolly Rancher. What about you? Reese's. He's a Kit Kat. What about you? Jolly Rancher, a sucker. He's a Jolly Rancher. He's a sucker. Kiana, what would you like? A sucker? Hey. How about a Kit Kat? Thank you. And sir, what would you like? Me pick? You guys are too smart for me. Here you go. Okay, so did anyone who did not trick me, did anyone who did not trick me get the candy they wanted? Two of you? <laughs> okay. So abundance is when you may not have what you want or what you need, but someone else does, and so you share. And then when you share, everyone has enough and everyone has what they need. So we're gonna pray, and then after we pray, you can trade your candy with someone who got what you wanted, or you can come back to the bag and get what you want. No, you don't get two pieces. See, <laughs> this is a good lesson. Thank you, Olivia. So when we take more than what we need, that perpetuates scarcity, because then someone else doesn't have what they need because we took more. Let's pray. You guys can repeat after me. Gracious God, thank you for candy. Thank you for being a God of abundance. Help us share with others so that we can all experience your abundance. Amen. Good morning. I am Maddie Brownell, and I will be a senior at Mays High School this coming school year. I had the amazing opportunity to go to camp, mission trip, and summit, all within a span of three weeks. So back to back to back. Summit is a church camp held by Southwestern College in Winfield, Kansas. Summit is for incoming juniors and seniors that want to deepen their faith. Isaac Ulstrom and I attended with 10 other youth. 10 other youth across the state of Kansas, but also one from New Mexico and Nebraska. A small group, but it was so much fun. We all connected. We all got to know each other and became good friends. I was so glad God put them and the counselors on my faith journey. A regular day, we had three classes. First was Summit 101, and that was about grace in the church. And then we had our elective class. Before lunch, we had Understanding You, 
I loved that class and enjoyed it so much. The class was based on the Berkman personality assessment. So three weeks before I went, I got this email with like 200 true or false questions and you had to base them off of who you are and how you would react in this situation. So when I got to Summit and we had the class, um, we got our results and it describes you in many situations and how you react. So this is the packet we got, it's about 30 pages. So the teacher basically said, here's your personality in 30 pages. Uh, he's like, take good, care of, take good care of it. So some of you know I'm competitive. So the assessment and the papers that I got basically told me in a nice way that I am too competitive. <laughs> it talked about how to handle interactions and emotions, but it also said what I need. Like I need to be in this work environment, I need to be with this group of people, and how I can accomplish my need. The assessment knew more about me than I knew about myself. In the afternoons every day, we had the choice between music and mission. I was on the mission team throughout the week. Our task was to make a carnival for the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization by Friday, which was held on the Southwestern campus. So we had Monday, Monday to Friday planning a carnival. When I heard it was a carnival, I was like, yes, my years with helping Cynthia are gonna pay off. <laughs> We had to create most of the games by scratch. I was assigned with one of the counselors on the prize table. On Wednesday, me and her went shopping with Shayla Jordan, a Aldersgate member, on Friday, and on Friday was the big show. All the hard work was worth it. Seeing the excitement and joy on those kids' faces when they came and collected their prize was worth every minute of planning it. At night, we had a full service. We got to hear from so many amazing pastors. The music was so moving and left everyone speechless every night. Have you ever had that feeling that you knew God was in the room? That was, the, that was every night at worship. I could see in every single person's face that he was working and healing everyone. I learned that God is within me and always speaks to me through others. He has a path and a future planned out for me. I just can't wait to see what he has planned for me. On behalf of all the youth, we are so grateful for all of you. All the love and support and the prayers. We can't wait to take what we have learned and use that in our day-to-day -day lives. After the service today, feel free to come up to any of us and ask us about our experiences or any memories we would like to share. Thank you. Today's first scripture lesson comes from Isaiah 65, chapter 65, verse 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it, or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old person who, die, or who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered a curse. They shall build houses and inhabit them, they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree, 
shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lions shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The gospel lesson comes from Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not light a lamp and put it under the bushel basket. Rather, they put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Thank you, Dylan, for reading our scripture. Please go with me to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, may the words in my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. Just give me a second, I gotta get my sermon back in order. Okay, that'll make more sense. <laughs> Have you ever had a deep spiritual connection to a place? A place where you feel safe, whole, and loved? Maybe it is your childhood home. Maybe it's somewhere where you've had a great vacation. Maybe it is any place where all your children are gathered together. Maybe it's Bill Snyder Family Stadium on a fall Saturday. <laughs> Continuing in our Marvel series today, we are talking about Black Panther. Central to Black Panther's story is a place, his country, Wakanda. From the outside, Wakanda looks like a perfect place. It is a futuristic utopia in the heart of Africa. It is rich in one important natural resource, vibranium. Vibranium is a powerful, imaginary metal, and Wakanda is full of it. Thanks to vibranium, Wakanda has technology beyond our wildest dreams. Spinal injuries heal overnight. Planes travel at light speed. There is no hunger. There is no poverty. Wakanda is even protected by a bulletproof, super strong, agile hero, 
the Black Panther. Could there be a better society? It sounds a lot like the society the prophet Isaiah describes in chapter 65. People build homes and live in them. They harvest food and they eat it. Babies are born not to suffer, they are born to thrive. It is New Jerusalem, a perfect creation, free of sin, violence, and disease. It is the world as God intended it, a place where all people can experience the abundant life that God created for them. But there's an asterisk on Wakanda's success. You see, Wakanda's prosperity is a secret. To outsiders, Wakanda is a small, impoverished nation of herders and subsistence farmers that does not accept aid or engage in international trade. Only her own citizens know and enjoy Wakanda's abundance. In fact, Wakandans have used their vibranium technology to create a veil so that their own neighbors cannot see the real Wakanda. The whole country is under a cloak of invisibility. But why is Wakanda a secret? What do outsiders think? Why do outsiders think it is a struggling country? Why doesn't Wakanda share its knowledge, technology, and vibranium with the world? For centuries, Wakanda has shut itself off from the rest of the planet, hiding its majesty and might. The prevailing thought among Wakandans is that if they invite the world in, the world will bring their problems. This is what we call a mentality or a theology of scarcity. A scarcity mentality is when we think there is not enough to go around. It could be not enough food, not enough money, not enough time, or another resource. A theology or a mentality of scarcity creates greed and compels us to hoard, keeping the good things we have to ourselves and shutting everyone else out. At its core, a scarcity mentality is rooted in our own selfishness in a me first attitude. Like all kinds of selfishness, scarcity hurts others, often those closest to us. When the king of Wakanda, T'Chaka, discovers that his brother, Prince Njobu, wants Wakanda to give aid and speak out against racism in the United States, T'Chaka kills his own brother. T'Chaka then abandons his nephew, Najobu's son, Eric, in Oakland, California, away from his home of Wakanda. 
Scarcity mentality caused T'Chaka to kill his own brother, Nijobu, and it turns Nijobu's son, Eric, into a killer. Alienated from his family, his home, and his people, Eric grows up knowing he doesn't belong. Resentment rots his heart, and Eric turns to violence. First, he joins the military, and when that doesn't quench his thirst for violence, he becomes a mercenary, racking up confirmed kills like he's playing a video game. Proud of his violence, Eric adopts the nickname Killmonger. This killing eventually leads Eric back to Wakanda, where he claims to be the true king and the true Black Panther. T'Chaka has recently died, and his son, T'Challa, is the king and Black Panther. T'Challa agrees to fight Killmonger in ritual combat for the mantles of King and Black Panther. But T'Challa is not a killer. T'Challa has a heart for justice and righteousness, not for vengeance. Killmonger does what he does best and sends T'Challa over a waterfall to his death. In this clip, we will see that T'Challa is not dead. T'Challa drinks the heart-shaped herb, regaining the power of the Black Panther. Before he comes to life, back to life, T'Challa goes to see the ancestors, and he confronts his father. Let's watch. In this scene in the Black Panther, T'Challa has been defeated in ritual combat by Killmonger. Killmonger is now the Black Panther and the King of Wakanda. T'Challa's mother, sister, and love interest have found him in the mountains with the Jabari tribe. They give him the heart-shaped herb to bring him back to life. T'Challa goes to the ancestral plane and sees his father, T'Chaka. T'Challa confronts his dad, telling his father that killing his brother and leaving his nephew Eric behind, who would later grow up to become Killmonger, was a mistake. T'Challa is convicted to correct his father's errors, ending the scarcity mentality that created Killmonger and has hurt Wakanda. T'Challa is resurrected to the joy of his loved ones. He asks for a blanket, and now with the strength of the Black Panther regained, he goes to find and hopefully defeat Killmonger.
In this clip, we see T'Challa recognize the harm that scarcity mentality causes. T'Challa vows to his father that he will do things differently, and he does. After defeating Killmonger and taking back the throne, Wakanda opens itself up to the world. They accept refugees, share their vibranium and advanced technology, and speak out against racism. Nakia, T'Challa's love interest, starts a social outreach program and begins bringing refugees to Wakanda. Shuri, T'Challa's spunky younger sister, shares Wakanda's technology with the world. Wakanda moves from a scarcity mentality to abundance. They realize that when we all share, there is enough for everyone. And yes, opening Wakanda up to the world does open it up to the world's problems. But it also opens Wakanda up to the world's gifts, to learning new things, and to deep, fulfilling relationships. In our gospel lesson today from Matthew, Jesus is giving his famous Sermon on the Mount. He tells those gathered around him to let their light shine. He tells them not to hide what they have. He tells them that God is glorified when they share with others and work together. Jesus is calling his audience on that hill, as well as us gathered here today, to reflect the goodness of God so that others might experience God's goodness through us. The light in this metaphor does not belong to us, but it is an overflow of God's grace. Christ is encouraging us not to have an attitude of scarcity, but to embrace abundance, because abundance is from God and reflects God's glory. Embracing abundance often goes against our own human nature. I see why Wakanda wanted to protect themselves and keep their vibranium a secret. Africa was colonized for its natural resources. The fruits of its land and its people were exploited to enrich Europe and North America. Of course Wakanda shut out the world. Scarcity is when we make decisions out of fear, when we make decisions assuming the worst about our fellow humans. When we have a mindset of abundance, we make decisions that reflect our greatest hopes. We make decisions that are based in love for God, love for creation, love for our neighbors, and love for ourselves. An abundance mentality makes the light of God that is in each of us shine. Abundance tells us that together we have enough. Abundance tells us that together we are enough. The abundance and sharing that Jesus talks about in Matthew 5 will lead to the kind of society that Isaiah dreams about 
in Isaiah 65. A place where babies can grow up with full stomachs and full hearts. A place where everyone has adequate, safe, affordable housing. A place where people can access nutritious, affordable, culturally appropriate food. A place where people are slow to judge, quick to forgive, eager to love, and let their light shine. A place where people live in peace and prosperity, where God delights in her people and they delight in each other. Maybe I am naive, but I sincerely believe with every cell in my body that a world like the one in Isaiah 65 is possible. When T'Challa saw the errors of his father's scarcity mentality and had his eyes opened to the way of abundance, he was transformed. Out of his transformation, he transformed Wakanda. Similarly, when we follow the callings and commandments of Christ, we are transformed. Through our transformation, we are called to transform the world around us. We are called to transform the world around us into a place of abundance, a place where everyone has what they need to not just live, but to thrive. May it be so. Amen. As we respond to the word of God today, we come to that time in our service where we hear the invitation of Christ to come to the table and feast on the gift of grace. Now, we all come to this meal with the exact same posture as people who have made mistakes, people who have sinned, and people who are hungry for God's grace. The good news is that at this table, that, Greece, that grace is freely given without cost. Now, as Pastor Maria was preaching today, I, I, I heard her say that perhaps it is naive to imagine that a transformed world could exist, but it's actually not naive to think that. Because every time that we come to this table and, and feast on God's grace, we experience that transformed world in our midst. For at this table, all are welcome and all are equal. At this table, sins are forgiven. And at this table, transformation happens. Because when we come to this table, we meet and experience the risen Christ. So as we prepare for that encounter... 
Let us join together in our prayer of confession. You'll find the words on the screen. Let's say these words together. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray, and free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear this good news, that Christ died for all of us while we were yet sinners, and this proves God's abundant and infinite love towards us. Friends, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. As we prepare our hearts, would you join me in an attitude of prayer? Gracious God, you are a God of abundance. There is always enough of your love to go around even for us when we have traveled so far in the other direction. So God, on this day, as we seek to turn our faces towards you once again, would you open our hearts to hear in a fresh way your invitation to come and gather around this table to eat the bread and drink the juice and to know that your grace is for us. God, fill our hearts, those dark corners of our beings, those dry and dusty places that we have not paid attention to. Fill it with your love. Fill it with the strength that we need to go forth from this place to be the disciples that you called us to be. We, we confess that we can't do it without your help. God, it's so easy to look at our world and see all of the places where scarcity exists, places of war and violence, places where people do not have enough food, places where people do not have enough housing. And we're tempted to be overwhelmed. God, we close our hearts to the needs of this world because we're not sure what to do. But may we be open today to see not only the needs, but to see the gifts that you so readily give us. May we open ourselves to the problems of the world and hear your call to go forth from this place to be part of the hope that you are bringing into this world. God, we give you thanks that you are never far from us and that you are never far from those who pray to you. Hear us now as we lift up to you those names and those prayers that are on our hearts in a moment of silence.
God, we pray for William Carter, for Theo Flom, for Juan Calderon as he heals from a heart attack just this Friday. We pray for Sue Bloomer as she continues to heal, for Francis Steele, Willie Holt Green, Lynn Blankenship, Mary Brody as they navigate hospice care, for Matthew Marin, for Brock, and for Brent. Receive these names into your care, O God, and we give you thanks that you love them and we give you thanks that you watch over them. God, it, it is always a right and a good and a joyful thing to give you thanks. For you have created us in your image and you breathe into us the breath of life and your love persists even when ours fails. And so we remember that on that night that Jesus gave himself up for us, he took a loaf of bread and in a small room with his closest friends, he lifted up that bread to you and he blessed it. And then he gave it to all who were gathered there and said, take and eat from this one loaf, all of you. For this is not just a piece of bread, but this is my body, which is broken for you. And then when the meal was over, Jesus likewise took a cup gave thanks to you again and he blessed it and then he passed it out to all of his disciples and said drink from this one cup all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins as often as you drink this remember me and so God in celebration of this grace that you have given us in Jesus Christ we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on us who are gathered here both in person and online out of love for you. And pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us this day the body and blood of Christ that we would be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed and transformed by your love. Oh God, make us one with Christ, one in union with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ does come in final victory and we feast in that transformed world that you have promised. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together with one heart and one voice the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Would those who are helping serve communion come forward at this time? And as they uh, sanitize their hands, it is good to say that uh, Christ invites to this table 
all who love him and wish to love him more. So uh, regardless of your age or your faith or your life station, you are welcome at this meal. You do not need to be a member of Aldersgate Church, uh, for this is not my table and this is not Aldersgate's table. This is Christ's table, and he invites all to come and receive, to encounter the gift of grace at this table. So as we prepare, uh, would you uh, prepare your hearts in an attitude of prayer? You were the word at the beginning, one with God the Lord most high.
As people who have been fed with the mercy of Christ, let us join together in our prayer after receiving. The words will be on the screen. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and close out this Sunday with Graves into Gardens. Please stand, if you're able.
worship team hear now this benediction go forth this day and live into the abundance that God created you for and share that abundance with others go in peace <laughs>